Turn with me, please, to Mark chapter 9. We began some weeks ago talking about faith for miracles. Anybody in here believe in miracles? If you don't, I hope you've changed your mind before the service is over. I heard one fellow say that was uh, used powerfully in in this area of miracles and healings. And somebody was telling him they didn't believe in all that kind of stuff. He just looked at him and smiled and said, you will when you need one. (laughs) You get a lot more interested in it, don't you? And a lot more open to it when it's the only thing that's going to get you out. When you need one. So let's don't wait till then. Let's get our faith growing right now. In Mark 9, there was an individual who brought his son to the disciples to get set free. In verse uh, 17, Mark 9, 17, one of the multitude said, Master, talking to Jesus, I have brought to you my son which had a dumb spirit. Wherever he takes him, he tears him and He foams and gnashes with his teeth and pines away. And I spoke to your disciples that they should cast him out. And they could not. Did you notice that he said they could not? He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. What did Jesus say the problem was while they weren't getting results? Faithless. Faithless. wonder if that's still the issue. No, that's still the issue. And they brought him to him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tore him and he fell on the ground, wallowed, foaming. And he asked the father, how long is it ago since this came to him? He said, of a child. And oft times it's cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. The devil is the thief. He is the killer. He is the destroyer. When you see People harming themselves, thinking about harming themselves, doing destructive things to themselves, that has nothing to do with God. If anybody tells you what the Lord told me, you know, to hurt myself. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. The Lord told me to take my life and take the life of it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. The devil's the killer. He's the destroyer. He's the thief. And so you see all these things trying to destroy this young person. And uh, it was the devil. Verse 23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. You believe that's still true today? Yes. If you can believe, if you'll choose to believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Say that out loud with me a couple of times. All things are possible to him that believes. Say it again. All things are possible to him that believes. Who said that? Jesus. Head of the church. The same yesterday, today, and forever. The Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last. Is it true? Say it another time. All things. How many things? All things are possible. Not just to anybody and everybody. To a select group of people. Yeah. Yeah. Just to them that believe. All things are not possible to those that don't believe it. All things are possible to those that believe. If all these things are by faith and people don't believe, 
then that would explain why it's not working. If somebody said, well, I, we don't believe in all that. Well, then that explains why you have none of it. These signs follow whom? Those that believe. Not those that say it's passed away. Those that don't preach it, don't believe in it. Those that mock it. You're never going to have anything you make fun of. There's a lot of people around so foolish making fun of prosperity and they can't pay their bills. Making fun of healing and desperately need to be healed. Making fun of speaking in tongues. Don't have a clue how badly they need to be able to do that. Bible says you can build yourself up. Edify yourself. Pray out divine secrets, mysteries. Everything you need to pray is not in your head. You need to be able to pray beyond our limited understanding. Oh, thank God for praying in the Spirit. And yet you got people that scoff, mock, make fun of it. Well, they'll never have it like that. They'll have to have major changes or they'll never receive it. And it's not because it wasn't for them or that it's passed away or that God didn't will them for to have it. It's just that they don't believe it. All things are possible to whom? Those that believe. Got any believers in here? Then that opens up a whole world of possibilities for you. If all things are possible to him that believes, then the thing that looks impossible, you know, you're getting out of your financial difficulties. It is possible. The thing that they said, you know, this is chronic, you're going to have to live with it, or this is terminal, you can't be healed. Yeah, but all things are possible. To him, is that true? Or the relationship. There's too much water under the bridge. Too many bad things have happened and been said and done that we could never be okay. No, all things are possible to him that believes. It can be okay. In fact, you can be better than you ever were. It's possible. Somebody say it's possible. If you say, well, there's no way, well, then it can't happen for you because you don't believe it and you won't be bothered with it. Oh, but for those that will dare, dare to look up from the limitations of what you feel. And what you see, what other people say you can have and can't have? What other people say can happen? Even so-called experts say you can have and not have. Is there somebody bigger than any man? Bigger than any expert? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. And there's nothing too hard for him. Nothing too difficult for him. And the key to receiving it is those that believe. Well, I about preach myself happy again. <laughs> Isn't it something how that you, you start thinking about the words that the master said and it just quickens you. It, it, it picks you up. It brings you up. Hallelujah. I want you to notice something here where Jesus said all things are possible to him that believes. Verse 24, straightway the father of the child cried out and said, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. What was he dealing with? What was going on in this man? Picture yourself in his situation. He's got a child. It's not just a a young, young child. He's been this way for years. That is in an awful shape. He has seizures. He's trying to hurt himself, kill himself. This has gone on and on. He's taken this child to... Famous ministers, the disciples, 
And they prayed and they did everything they knew to do and nothing. No change, no results. And so he tries to put all of the responsibility over on Jesus and says, if you can do anything, now can you tell the man is weary? He's tried everything. He's been everywhere. Nobody can help him naturally. Nobody can help him spiritually that he knows of. If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And he thinks it's all up to the Lord. And that's where a whole lot of people are today. They think it's all up to the Lord. But it's not. And Jesus turns around. And actually there's a play on the words. If you can. In other words. What do you mean if I can? It's not a matter of if I can. Believe. This is what's going to change things. Believe. Why? Because all things are possible to him that believes. Can you picture yourself being in this man's shoes? And the master himself is looking at you. And he looks at you and says, what do you mean if I can? Believe. All things are possible to him that believes. He just went off in that man. And he says, I believe. (laughs) Lord, I do believe. But then immediately he says, help my unbelief. He's struggling with something. What's he struggling with? What's he struggling with? We've already touched on it. From just some other things we're about to show you. I'll tell you. You can see what we're talking about. He's struggling obviously with unbelief. Where does unbelief come from? What produces unbelief? Fear. Fear. Is connected with this. Fear of what? Yeah. Fear of failure. Fear of disappointment. Is he afraid to so-called get his hopes up again. He'd just been through this. With these other preachers. They did everything. And he was so in hopes. That this would be different. So it's a fear. Of it not happening. And this fear. Is producing unbelief in him. And that's a problem. He believes. But. He believes as much as he knows how, but, and without going through the rest of it, the Lord helped him get the rest of the way, didn't he? Because before you see it, just a few verses later, the boy's delivered. Hallelujah. Delivered and healed. So the Lord met him where he was, didn't he? And helped him get the rest of the way in his faith. How many think he'd do the same thing for you? He'd do the same thing for me. But he wasn't pretending. He was honest, wasn't he? The Lord will meet us where we are, not where we're pretending to be. Big, big difference. Now go with me to the book of Luke, please. And let's see a very similar situation here. In the book of Luke, Luke 8 Let's start in verse uh, 49. You see this passage is where uh, Jairus came down and and besought Jesus that he would come to his house because he said that his daughter that was 12 years old was dying. Basically, he said she was dying when I left the house. 
And would you come? And uh, Jesus responded and, and came. And uh, on the way, the woman with the issue of blood pressed through the crowd, touched his garment, and got healed. So that caused a, a delay <laughs> in them getting to the house. But in verse 49, there came one from the uh, ruler of the synagogue's house and said to him, your daughter is dead. Well, from the natural, that's not surprising because all appearances was she was dying when he left the house to go get Jesus. And so they come and tell him it's too late. She's dead. No need to trouble the master. No need for him to come on down to the house. Too late. Verse 50. When Jesus heard it, what did he say? I wish you had come got me earlier. <laughs> huh? <laughs> no. What did he say? This is so significant. Jesus looked at him. Is this man, we, we talked about this other man, struggling with unbelief and fear? What about this daddy now? They just told him your little girl's gone. What kind of feelings do you think have come on him? After the natural, he wants to scream and cry. And so Jesus immediately catches his gaze and looks at him and says, what's the first two words he said? First two words he said. Fear not. What do you say next? Believe only and we'll see what God's will might be. <laughs> no. We'll see what we'll see. No. No. She shall be made whole. Yeah, but she's dead. She's not breathing anymore. It's too late. What do you think happened to this man, this daddy, when Jesus told him that? Do you think it'd be a similar situation to the man whose son? When he hears the words of Jesus, fear not. Only believe she shall be made whole. Yeah, but he's looking at these guys that just come from the house. They didn't come over here and lie to him. They wouldn't have told him this unless they were sure. She's dead. You got a choice. Everybody say a choice. choice. Said out loud, faith, faith is a choice. choice. Said again, faith, faith is a choice. Now, this is something a lot of folks have been confused about. Not understood. Have you ever heard somebody say, I just can't believe that? You ever heard somebody say that? I'm sorry. I just can't believe that. That is an untrue statement. It is not true that they can't believe it. That's untrue. There's nobody that can't believe it. What's the more accurate way for them to say it? I choose. Why? Because of the nature of what faith is. If I told you, I saw a purple alligator on the way coming in here tonight. <laughs> and you said, I can't believe that, Brother Keith. Well, that's not, by nature of what faith is, you weren't there. So you're going to have to decide whether you believe it or not. So it's a choice. You're just saying, no, I choose not to believe that. Or you could choose to believe it. Maybe this is some kind of special alligator. 
Maybe he just swam through a vat of dye. Who knows? But he said, well, I don't believe Brother Keith would just stand there and lie to him. If he says he saw a purple alligator, he must have. It would be a a choice. So when people say, well, I, I can't believe in all that God stuff, that's not true. You choose not to believe. You could believe if you would. It's a choice. And those who live and walk by faith are those, not those that never are tempted to fear, not those that never have any feelings or issues or symptoms to deal with, because everybody does. And as long as you're down here in this world, you're going to have some stuff to deal with. You're going to have some stuff that will try to scare you and shake you. But at every juncture, if you will, you can choose to fear not and choose to believe only. Somebody say it's a choice. Oh, friend, if you get this in your spirit and you begin to live like this, it'll revolutionize your life. I want you to sit out loud. I know I'm having you say some things tonight, but it's not hurting you a bit. Sit out loud. I'm a believer. I can believe. I choose to believe. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So when the Lord looks at this man, he looks at Jairus and he says, fear not. Believe only. Don't do this. Only do this. Don't fear. Now here's one thing we got to understand. When the Lord says fear not, it's not just a little pep talk. And he didn't say try not to be afraid. There's some modern translations that'll put try in them. Try to do this. Try to do that. That is a bad translation. The Lord never told you to try to do anything. That would imply either you might not be able to do it or he might not know whether you could or not. Neither one of those are true. He never told you to try anything. It's a choice. You choose not to fear. You choose to believe. You choose to resist fear. And you choose to embrace faith. You choose to resist the dread. And you choose to expect something good. It's a choice. He could have chosen. This father could have chosen to just fall in a puddle on the ground and heave and cry. He could have chosen to got bitter and said, why God? Why? I was doing everything I knew how to do. Why didn't you help me? Many have done that. But what's Jesus telling him? Don't do that. Don't yield to fear. Don't give place to it. This is make or break right now. And what many have not understood is it matters whether you fear or you don't. It affects the outcome of this thing. If not, Jesus wouldn't have said it. He wouldn't have said anything to him. He would have just said, I got this. Stand aside. And he just went and fixed it and did everything. But no, faith has always been a factor in it. 
scores of times throughout the word, we are told to fear not. Scores of times. Either God directly or God through an angel or the Lord through a prophet over and over and over. Everybody say scores. Scores is twenties. <laughs> scores of times throughout the word of God. Let me just give you a reminder. The Lord said to Abraham, fear not, Abraham. The Lord said to Hagar, fear not. The Lord said to Isaac, fear not. I'm quoting specific verses. The Lord said to Jacob, fear not, Jacob. The Lord said to Joshua, fear not. Sometimes he'd also say, and don't be discouraged. Fear not. Don't be dismayed. Don't be discouraged. The Lord said to Gideon, what? Fear not. He said to Israel. He said to Judah. Fear not. He said to Daniel. Fear not, Daniel. I'm quoting verses. He said to Joseph, Mary's husband. Fear not. He said to Zacharias. Fear not. He said to Mary, mother of the Lord. Fear not. He said to Simon Peter. He said to the women at Jesus' tomb. He said to Paul. Fear not. Now, would you need to tell Paul, fear not? (laughs) Well, certainly. He wouldn't have said it for no reason. Sure. Paul had to deal with fear just like you and I do. He's human. All of us have to deal with fear. It comes to everybody. The problem is most folks just yield to it. They just yield to it. A lot of people don't even know that they're not supposed to. Or don't know that they can. Don't know how. But greater is he that's in you. Than he that's in the world. And you don't have to succumb. To fears. You can resist them. Did Jesus look at that man and said. Fear not. Would it have been okay for that man to cry and say. I can't help it. Fear's just overwhelming me. I love my little girl. And I'm, I'm trying to hear what you're saying, but I, I just can't. I'm just overwhelmed. It's just too much for me. I can't. A lot of people want to believe that, but it's not true. It's the same thing as saying, I can't believe. I'm just not able to. I'm trying. This is all new to me. I, I just can't. That's a lie. I said, that's a lie. You're choosing not to. It's a choice. Said out loud, faith is a choice. Faith is a choice. It's a choice. Listen to the 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm going to do my best. Y'all pray for me. Because this is a scary place out here. This valley of the shadow of death. Huh? Anybody's going to be scared. I don't care who you are. You're going to be scared out here in the valley of the shadow of death. I guarantee you. No. Come on, help me out. 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. How many think the shadow of death is a scary place? Worse than any bad part of town you've ever been in, I assure you. Right? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will. What is a decision? What is a choice? It's an exercise. And an act of your will. I will what? I will fear no evil. What's another way of saying that? I will not fear. 
I will, I'm not going to fear anything. No evil. I refuse to fear. I choose to believe. I'm not going to fear. I'm going to believe. Hallelujah. That is how you get on the victory side. <laughs> you unhook from the fear folks. And the fear stuff. And talking fear. And thinking fear. And yielding to fear. And you say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Oh, you'll be tempted to do it. Feelings will come. Bad reports will come. Things you see and feel. Oh, it'll come. And if you don't do something to combat it, you will fear. I don't care who you are. How strong you think you are. How intelligent you think you are. I don't care who you are. You will fear. Enough stuff comes. The right kind of stuff comes. Wrong kind of stuff, I should say. You will fear. But you don't have to. You can choose. You can choose to resist the fear. And a lot of times you need to say it right out loud. You need to say, fear. I resist you. I refuse to fear. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I'm not going to do it. Why? Because the Lord's with me. The greater one's with me. The bigger one's with me. The healer's with me. The protector's with me. The provider's with me. With me. And his rod and his staff, they comfort me. And I don't have to despair. I don't have to fear. I don't have to fall on the floor and cry. Say it it again. I refuse to fear. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse to fear. Hallelujah. Go with me. To uh, Mark the fourth chapter please. Mark chapter four. He said fear not. Believe only. Now we're talking about how to get miracles. And can you see that faith has a big enemy that can prevent miracles? When Jesus is talking to this man, why would he bring this up to him? Unless it's going to be made or broken right here. Fear not. Only believe and she'll be made whole. Well, what if the man won't believe? And he chooses to fear. Is she going to be made whole anyway? No. 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 Fear can prevent your miracle. The Bible said in Hebrews that fear, the fear of death, makes you subject to bondage. Subject to bondage. Fear is a spiritual force. Like faith is a spiritual force. Fear is one of the most tormenting Terrible things on this planet. And many people live their life in different degrees of it all the time. Full blown panic is fear. Mild dread is also fear. It's just a different measure of it. A lesser degree. It's all evil stuff. And it all gives the destroyer access. And one of the first things, I know I'm being repetitive, but it's not hurting you a bit. One of the first things to get get clear in your spirit 
is I don't have to fear. I don't have to fear. And you treat symptoms of fear just like you do symptoms of anything else. I mean, your knees can be banging together. Your hair can be standing up on the back of your neck. And, and you can be so shaken physically that you can barely talk. I mean, your teeth are chattering. You must say, well, it's too late. You're already afraid. Yeah, and you're thinking wrong. Yeah, that's, right. that's exactly how the enemy wants you to think. This is how you overcome it all. You go, I refuse to fear. Fear, I resist you. I don't care what I see. I don't care what I feel. I don't care what they said. I believe God. You can't do both. And if you do this for five minutes and that for five minutes and this for five minutes and that for five minutes, that's wavering. That doesn't work either. What did Jesus say? Fear not what? Only believe. Believe only. Can you do that? Somebody needs to say, yes, I can. If the Lord told me to do that, I can do what he told me to do. He wouldn't have told me to do something I can't do. His commands are enablings. The moment he told you to do it, you're able to do it. Because there's power in the word he told you to enable you to do what he told you. If you couldn't do it before he told you, once he told you, you can do it now. Come on, do you understand that? His commands are enabling. And you see that right here. Mark 4. Mark 4, Jesus and the disciples are going over to the other side in the ship, the boat. And there arose a storm, as you know. How many know if you're a faith person, it doesn't mean you'll never have any storms? (laughs) Was Jesus a faith man? Never was a greater faith person. And did him having faith prevent them ever having any storms or ever having anything to deal with? No, no. Having faith doesn't mean you never have anything to deal with. It doesn't mean you'll never be tempted to fear. It just means you can overcome. No matter what it is, you can overcome. And uh, the Bible said about verse 37 here, there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. That's a pretty bad situation. And he was in the hinder part of the ship praying hard. <laughs> no. He's what? This is interesting because it just got through saying the ship was full of water. So, I mean, it makes you think Jesus is soggy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if the ship's full of water, at least part of it is probably wet. But he's sleeping. He's sleeping. That's how you are when you have no fear. When you have no fear and you have no worry, you can sleep anywhere. <laughs> A lot of times people have, they don't realize they're hurting themselves. They say, I, I just, I can't relax. And places, and I just can't, I just can't relax, and I can't, and I can't this, and I, I have to be at the house. 
That's not good. You ought to be able to relax anywhere. You ought to be able to rest anywhere. You ought to be able to sleep anywhere. Let's start on it right now. Say it out loud. I have the peace of God. In me. On me. I can rest anywhere. I can sleep anywhere. I can rest anywhere. Just relax. And they come and wake him up. They had to wake him up. And the boat is pitching. There's a storm. Winds blowing. Ships full of water. And Jesus sleeping. Sleeping. That's faith, buddy. Isn't it? And they shake him. And they wake him. And here's their big question. Master, don't you care? We're perishing. We're all going to die out here. Don't you care? And old friend, this is insight into the root of fear. Faith works by love. Fear. A, a companion of fear, which is a manifestation of fear, is insecurity. Insecurities are manifestations of you not knowing that you're loved. You not being convinced and fully persuaded that you're accepted. The Bible talks about believing the love that God has for us. Don't you care, they said. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind stopped. And of course, when the wind stopped, the waves are going to stop, right? And there was a great calm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And Jesus said to them, why did you let this get so bad? Why didn't you wake me up early? (laughs) And Jesus said, now boys, don't try this at home. I'm the son of God. And I can do this. But uh, no, no, no. What did he say? Why are you so fearful? Come on, put yourself in their place. You're in the boat. You're soggy. It's scary out here at nighttime, in the middle of a storm, in the water, and the boat's full. I mean the the top of the boat's right down at the water. It's full of water. And this wind and the lightning and the thunder. And Jesus says, why are you so full of fear? (laughs) What do you say to him? Come on, put yourself in the boat. Help me out. What do you say to him? What do you say to it? (laughs) Why are you so full of fear? How is it that you have no faith? Fear is the faith replacement. And many have not thought that they have any control over this, where the truth is, it's our choice. It's our choice. Now, This should both help us and enlighten us. I don't care who you are. If you don't make the right choice, you are going to fear. 
given the right circumstances and situation. I don't care who you are. And here's these guys, Jesus travel companions. And they got Jesus in the boat with them. Is that right? And they've seen every kind of miracle. And they've heard the best preaching and teaching you've ever heard in your life. And what are they? Full of fear. I don't care who you are. What church you go to. You can be sitting two feet from Jesus himself. True or not? And be full of fear. And what did Jesus tell him? Why are you so fearful? What does that tell us? It tells us he expects us to do differently. Doesn't it? He expects us to respond different from this. Now this is brand new thinking to most Christians. Isn't it? Because you, I mean, I've seen on church signs, signs on churches by the road. A little fear is good. How contrary that is to what Jesus himself said, right? Jesus expects you and I to be absolutely fearless. No matter what somebody told us. No matter what we're seeing or what we're feeling, he expects you and I to fear not. It's not just a suggestion. It's not just a little pep talk. He actually expects us not to fear. And if it's within our power to make the choice, then it is our fault if we're fearing. Fear not. How is it that you have no faith? What will being full of fear do to you? Make you faithless. You're choosing to fear instead of believe. And when you're not choosing to believe, you have no faith. Full of fear, no faith. So naturally, when he told them that, they snapped to it. They said, sir, yes, sir. No fear here. Huh? Sorry we even woke you up, Jesus. We should have known better. We should have rebuked this wind ourselves. So verse 41, so what they do? So then they feared exceedingly. (laughs) With Jesus in the boat, telling them don't fear. And the calm has already come. Storm's already gone. Now they're scared because the storm calmed so supernaturally. But wow, that's weird, man. Did you see I mean rolling and rocking and then whoop? Oh man, this is freaking me out. That's being carnal. That's acting like a mere man or woman that has not been born again. That's not acting like a child of God. That's not acting like the master. So they feared exceedingly. No, faith is a choice. Go with me over to John, chapter 20, I believe it is. I tell you what, go to Hebrews 11 and then work your way back around to John 20. Hebrews 11. Now, Hebrews 11 is the great faith chapter. And I want you to notice a correlation 
You know all those names I read earlier about the Lord told uh, Abraham, fear not. The Lord told Moses, the Lord told Israel, Jacob, right? All those folks. That's some of the same people. You see in this 11th chapter of Hebrews, what do we know? How did these people get in this chapter? They overcame fear with their faith. They chose not to fear, but to believe, and they got miracles. Miracles we're still talking about today. Can you and I overcome fear and not give place to it, not yield to it, but believe in the face of anything and everything that comes and get miracles too? You see it described in this verse 23, Hebrews 11, 23, by faith, they did it by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child, proper's Maybe not give us the full understanding. They saw he was special. And they were they were what? Now see, they had commanded, the, the Pharaoh and his people had commanded the Israelites, if they had a male baby, to throw it away. To destroy it. And people were doing it. Why would somebody do that? Why? Because somebody didn't do it and they saw what happened to them. There has to be tremendous fear for you to throw away your baby. You'd probably only do it to save your other children. But anyway, they overcame the fear and kept their baby boy. And how did they do it? By faith. Oh, friends, you ought to shout on that one. Faith is stronger than fear. You can overcome fear with faith. Everybody else was folding. Everybody else was just complying with the king's command. Even though it was tearing their heart out, they were doing it because there was so much fear. How many know fear will cause people to do some awful things? Awful things. Is there something stronger than fear? Yes, there is. Faith in God. I said faith in God. Faith in God will set you absolutely free from the fear of man, fear of the devil, fear of disease, fear of disaster. But it's a choice. Now in, uh, in John 20, when Jesus has been raised from the dead, And the women, some of the women saw him. And they went back and told the men. And when they did, Peter and John took off running to the tomb to see what they they were talking about. And John 20, about verse 6. Well, let's back up to verse uh, 4. They ran both together. And the other disciple, that's John, did outrun Peter. He had to put that in. Then had to put that in. <laughs> they both ran. But John just mentioned that he got there first. Because <laughs> he just flat outrun big boy. <laughs> Peter. And he came first to the sepulcher, but he didn't just go in. 
He got there first, but he stopped. And he's looking in. Verse 6. Then comes Simon Peter following. So he must have really outran him. But when he got there, he just went on into the sepulcher. And that's kind of Peter's MO, right? I mean, he just kind of blares right on in. And he sees the linen clothes lie that Jesus was buried in. Keep going. And the napkin, the thing that was over his head. Not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself like somebody took it off, folded it up, and laid it over there. Which dead people do not do. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Hallelujah. Then went in also the other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw the same thing Peter's looking at. He saw the the linen clothes, and he saw the napkin over there. And what did the Bible say? And he what? He believed what? He believed that Jesus is raised from the dead. He hasn't seen the master. All he sees that there's nobody in here. And he sees the clothes set aside. And he believes it. He believes it right now. So somebody say glory to God. From all indications he was the first of the men to believe. And he believed before he saw the master. How many know this is pleasing to the Lord? How could John do that? How could he do that? He just chose to. He saw it. Now what I want you to get. Is Peter and John are seeing the same thing. And nothing is said about Peter. Believing right now. And if you put the other scriptures together with it, there's every indication that he's not. They're both at the same place, looking at the same thing. Peter is puzzled. John is persuaded. Come on, can you see this? And they're seeing exactly the same thing. They're in the same circumstances, same situation. One of them believes, one of them not yet. What does that tell you? It's a choice. It's a choice. Could Peter have believed right now too? He could have, but he didn't. Every indication that he didn't, and none of the others did either. In fact, if you skip on down to the 25th verse, in that same chapter, 25, after some others, you know those two guys walking on the, the way to Emmaus, the Lord walked up beside them and talked to them. And then when they got to the house, he revealed himself and they saw who he was. And so then they ran back and told the other guys, we saw him. It's true. He is risen. We saw him ourselves. They said, we've seen the Lord. Verse 25. But Thomas said to them, what? <laughs> what did he say? Except I see in his hands the print of the nails and I put my finger into the print of the nails and I thrust my hand into his side. What? What? I will not believe. Is it a choice? See, John walks up and he looks in there. He hadn't seen the master. He hadn't touched anybody. But he believes right now. Is it because Thomas couldn't believe. He was, you know, John had a gift some way and could believe easier. No, no. It's a choice. Thomas is purposely being 
unpersuadable. He said, no, I require empirical, scientific evidence. I need slides. I need to do some DNA testing. I need to. Well, then you have no faith at all. You don't even know what faith is. Well, if I see it, then I'll believe it. It'd be too late to believe it. Well, seeing is believing. No, it ain't. Never was, never will be. (laughs) We walk by faith, not by sight. Do you understand our great God who created the heavens and the earth? He could put his face in the morning sky tomorrow. He could say, hey, it's me. I'm real. I'm telling you, the whole earth would be shaken. Everybody on the planet would know there's a God. Somebody said, why won't he do that? He doesn't want to. He's purposely. In fact, if he revealed himself any more than what he's already doing right now, it couldn't be by faith. He's revealing himself as much as he can without taking away the opportunity to believe. Faith pleases him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. It is the only way to come to him and receive from him. He said it that way. He's determined it that way. Nobody can change it. And he's not going to adapt to somebody else. Saying, well, you prove to me that you exist. Then I'll believe. Well, no, you're just going to do without. You're just going to be left behind. You believe. Then you see. And seeing natural things doesn't give you faith and make you believe. Here you got people, you know, Peter and John. They're seeing the same thing. Aren't they? Did that force Peter to believe? Here you got reliable witnesses telling Thomas. Did that force him to believe? No. No, he said, I'm not going to. I will not. Go to Luke 1. Look at another instance of this. I believe Thomas is a good brother. I'm sure he knows better now. (laughs) We'll look forward to seeing him when we get to heaven. (laughs) And don't don't walk up and call him Doubting Thomas. That would be very rude. Because I'm sure he hasn't been Doubting Thomas in millennia. Okay? <laughs> but uh, you can say, thank you, brother, for showing me what not to do. <laughs> and helping me to get it together. <laughs> in Luke, the first chapter. Say it out loud again. Faith is a choice. What about fear then? It's a choice. Do you have to fear when you see and feel scary stuff? No, you don't. Can you believe even though you don't see any good things? Yes, you can. That's what faith is all about. It's a choice. Luke 1, about verse 12, Zacharias went into the temple to perform his priestly duty. And he saw an angel. And uh, we shouldn't be surprised that it troubled him. These, these beings are glorious. They're not human. You could call them extraterrestrials. It's true. They're not from earth. They're not from here. And they're real. And uh, he saw him. And he was troubled. And fear fell on him. And the angel told him, 
You better be scared. Because I could just swatch you. What's the first thing he said? What's the first thing he said? Why? It's not, we got to get past that, that this is some kind of a celestial greeting. Like we say, hi there. That everybody from heaven goes, fear not. No. It is a necessary instruction that you are expected to comply with. Yes. That's right. Y'all with me? When the Lord tells you to fear not, he actually expects you to quit yielding to fear. Right then. Stop it. No tears, crying, saying I can't, I'm trying. None of that. Just quit. Quit fearing. Because it is a choice. It's choosing what you look at. It's choosing what you think about. It's choo- right? Choosing what you talk about. Fear not, Zacharias. Your prayer's heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. You'll call his name John. Verse 18. Zacharias said to the angel, Whereby shall I know this? I'm an old man. My wife's old. How am I going to, what, how's this going to happen? And the angel said to him, I am Gabriel that stands in the presence of God. I'm not the mailman. Do you understand? I come from glory. I am sent by God to tell thee. And you go stand there and go, well, how is this going to happen? How many think we need a revelation of what's going on? Who we're dealing with? What's happening here? He said, I'm sent to speak to, and to show you these glad tidings. Instead of all this consternation, you ought to be shouting right now. Y'all been praying for a baby all these years? I'm here. I'm telling you. It's happening. He's going, well, I don't know. I mean, see, I'm old. <laughs> what do we think God's going to say? Oh, you know. <laughs> you are old. Now that I get here and look at you, you are old. Older than I thought you were. Let's rethink this. Verse 20. Behold, you shall be dumb. That's not as in unintelligent. That's as in can't talk. Not able to speak. Why? This is so. This is kingdom business. It has to go this way. We can't tolerate your unbelieving mouth all through this. So zip it. Until the day that these things will be performed. Because what? Because you believed not my words. Which shall be fulfilled. In their season. What did Zacharias do? He didn't believe what the word of the Lord through the angel was to him. He didn't believe it. How did he come to that place? Because he couldn't believe what the angel was telling him. It was just too miraculous. It was too amazing to believe. It was beyond the scope of a reasonable human being believing it. Without enough scientific evidence. It's a choice. And he chose wrongly. Is that right? He chose not to believe it. Well, skip on down to the 30th verse in that same chapter. You see a very similar situation. An angel came to Mary. Does this sound very similar? Angel came to Mary. What's the first thing he says? 
How many understand this is not just a heavenly howdy? Right? Hey, Mary, fear not. (laughs) It's necessary to accomplish what needs to be done. Because we will not be able to get this done in fear. It's going to take some faith. So put the lid on the fear. Quit yielding to it right now. It's time to get in faith gear because heaven is doing some things in your life. Come on, are you listening? Don't hinder God. Don't hinder this. Cooperate with it. So what? Stop fearing. Fear not. What does God expect when he tells us that? Fear not. That means you immediately stop yielding to those thoughts and those feelings. I don't care what you're seeing and feeling. You go, I don't care. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I choose not to fear. I will not fear. It's my choice. I don't have to fear. Yeah, but you feel, I don't care what I feel. I don't care what I see. I don't have to yield to it. It's a choice of mine inside myself. I do not have to fear. And I choose not to fear. I choose to believe. And my faith is stronger than fear. Hallelujah. My faith is stronger than fears. He said, fear not, Mary. You have found favor with God. Hallelujah. Obviously, of all the women that ever lived, she's the one that got to carry it. Keep going. Behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Hallelujah. He shall be great. Somebody say, yes, he is. is. And he shall be called the son of the highest. Yes, he is. And the Lord shall give him the throne of his father, David. Yes, he has and will. Keep going. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. And you and I got a part of that kingdom. We're going to rule and reign with him. And then Mary said to the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? Now, at first glance, that may sound similar to what Zacharias said. And yet it's not. She's not saying this can't be. She wants to know how, because who's ever heard of having a baby without an earthly daddy? It's a legitimate question. How shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. Keep going. The angel answered her and said, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. That's how all kind of things can be. (laughs) The Holy Ghost. How in the world could my heart work again with all the trouble I've had? The Holy Ghost can come on you. How in the world can my brain be right after all that? I mean, part of it's missing. The Holy Ghost can come on you. Hallelujah. And the word literally became flesh in her. And the word can become flesh in you. In the form of a deliverance. Or a healing. Or an enablement or empowerment. Miracles. But what do you have to overcome? you got to fear not. He said the Holy Ghost is going to come on you. The power of the highest is going to overshadow you. And that holy thing which will be born of you. Shall be called the Son of God. And verse 36 went on to say about her cousin, what was happening with her. And of course we know that uh, 
Elizabeth has lots of peace and quiet around the house because Zacharias can't say a word. (laughs) And 37, for with God, isn't that where we started out? With God, nothing shall be impossible. And who does he need to cooperate with that part of his ability? People that believe all things are possible. And verse 38, Mary said, I just never heard of anything like that. How am I supposed to believe something that's never, ever happened on planet Earth? I don't understand. I don't understand. Faith doesn't have to understand When people get all stiff and go, well, I I just don't understand. You're going to have to explain that to me. No, no. Faith doesn't have to understand. You're being stubborn. Well, I have to understand. No, you're saying I have to see it. I refuse to walk by faith. I will only walk by sight. If you can't explain it to me, to my satisfaction, then I will not believe it. So you're saying basically the same thing Thomas said. Unless I see it, I can feel it. I can relate to it. I can understand it. Can we see one of the big reasons why the Lord chose this young woman? Why did he choose this young woman? Because millions of young ladies would not have responded this way. They would have freaked out. They would have been in fear. They would have been in every other kind of thing. But what does she say? Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it to me according to your word. And the angel departed from What does that mean? His job's done. This has been received. Message received. Hallelujah. Plan in effect. I don't know if the angel said anything, but I bet he smiled real big thinking, that's it right there. That's what we're looking for. I'm out of here. My job is done. Why? Because Mary, Zacharias, chose not to believe it. And here Mary's in the same situation that Zacharias was. She's seeing an angel. She's hearing something that sounds so impossible. I mean, at least with Zacharias, we're talking about a child coming into the world by the normal means. But it's still too much for him. Can you choose to believe in the face of the most dawning, impossible-looking circumstances? Can you? Can you choose not to fear when everybody's crying and pulling their hair and falling apart? Can you? Can you in the middle of it say, no, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I refuse to fear. Well, what if you die? Hey, we're all going to die. What do you mean? What if? What if you die? Let me tell you the best way to die. You go out of here believing God. You go out of here with faith. Trust in him. Look into him. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory be to God. Stand on your feet, everybody. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. Hallelujah. I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I'm not a fear-filled person. 
I refuse to fear. Come on, just lift up your hands and close your eyes. Focus on the Master. Oh, Lord, we worship you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.